We are live, JW Megawag Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, you're in for a special piano songwriter treat, entrepreneur treat. Please welcome to the show. We got Katie Kelly on the line. How's it going over there? Yeah, gosh, we got this virtual audience that's going crazy over here. I just, um, yeah, yeah. So I wanted, um, oh, we have a virtual audience that's getting more packed by the second. Oh, exciting! Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, so I know you have the um, the power of the um, superpower of the the song. Um, you have that. I know. I actually heard you play piano before. I actually met you. And I think we met briefly at an open mic in the pre-pandemic days in um, Uptown. Awesome. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. I could be um, delusional. Victoria. Yeah, yeah, Victoria. Pink hair, Victoria. What's that? Pink hair, right? Yes, pink hair, Gosh. Victoria. Known for her tea parties and original music and great personality. Yeah. She's yeah. I saw the yeah. She's got it. She's got it going on. Yeah. We I don't know the open mic scene. I just I miss that so much. I know there, there's some virtual open mics going on right now, uh, which is great. But um, I do kind of miss being physically somewhere. You know. Um, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I think it's seeping in too. It's like I, it's like I haven't really realized just how much I've missed it. And then I think I've been in a bit of a like depression. And then it's like, oh, I haven't been really talking to as many people. And I don't know. It's like kind of like it, you don't notice how much you miss it. And then suddenly you're like, this is all wrong. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think everyone could relate out there. And I'm glad I was able to get you to call in uh, today. I feel like. Um, yeah, it's funny. You know, I'm sitting back here with Pam. She's running the uh, the station here. And I feel like sitting back in the box here at Muni Radio that the whole world changed around us, but the radio shows went on. <laughs> and uh, awesome. it's been really great. It's been really, you know, you know, we we're doing outdoor comedy events and had that really going full blast. And then when this other, sh- you know, this shelter in place number two happened, it was like, wow. But um, yeah. So have you you've been able to um s- still play during the pandemic and? Actually, I haven't been playing as much. Um, I've kind of go through periods where I practice more. I'm definitely not performing right now. Um, I'm more focused on content creation and. Uh, yeah. So that's why I was kind of surprised and delighted by your invitation and. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I just, I think it's really awesome how, you know, we got connected. Like I said, I actually heard you play before we met. And again, you know, I can't remember. So I was actually on some feed, a social media feed, and I saw this acoustic piano at the top of Bernal Hill. <laughs> was that you? Yeah. It was yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was, was a me. dream. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, it was so cool. <laughs> and I forget, I don't think we were even connected. I don't, 
it must have been a friend. We had a friend of a friend that shared it. And I was just totally mind because I live in Bernal. And I saw that acoustic piano at the top of the hill. And I was just like, I was felt like it was a dream. I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. Um, so did you? Per yeah, I'm just curious to how that even happened. Did, did someone obviously hauled it up there for you? Well, I didn't, I cannot take any credit for this event setup. Honestly, <laughs> if, um, have you ever heard of Pian Francisco? I have not Pian until just now. <laughs> so they're the ones who do this event, and they put the piano up there. I didn't even know about it. My friend, who's a musician and pianist, singer-songwriter, Little Spiral, she's like, yeah, let's go to this thing. Let's check it out. And so we just literally drove there. I didn't even really know. And... I played. It was very random. It was not like staged or anything, because like they let a, they they had like a program, and then I just played at the end. So I wasn't like, it it was a very casual and spontaneous moment. Yeah. So I know that they do some pop ups. So that's the first time I've heard of Pian San Francisco. That's the first time I heard of that. I'm gonna have to look it up. Everyone else out there listening, I have heard of the uh, the. Flower piano, I believe, where they set yes, up. Yes, flower piano. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen and heard of that. So in Golden Gate Park, they have that. But the, yeah, that was that was super unique. And I, I just, um, and then when I saw you, so I saw that, and then I saw you at the open mic. Like, oh my gosh, like I've I've seen her before. <laughs> I've seen her play before. I was like, I felt like someone famous was in the room because it was just, uh, it was so well done. And I'm gonna have to. I know you're, you know shouting out to pn san francisco that's it was really professional it was so cool and it, i mean of course i love that skyline view from bernal i just uh it's a nice thing to look well at. and thank you so much um i have to give credit to again little spiral she's the one who filmed it and kind of just took me there and we did it and she yeah so i i it was just a totally spontaneous thing that really just ended up being kind of mind-blowing because it was really beautiful and powerful and i definitely was a transformational kind of shift because like when when i saw it too i was like yeah that's pretty amazing <laughs> like i don't have like i i hadn't been performing at some um like at the marsh center for the arts in berkeley and various cafes and fundraisers but not really like you know getting booked or really aggressively you know, getting out there, and it's just really wonderful how beautifully, like, just serendipitously this event happened. Yeah, I feel like I have to share that now on on our mutiny page, oh, because there is something, I can't remember now, but I don't know if they had a droid, or they had, they definitely had multiple camera angles going on there. Really? Um, I think so. I could <laughs> No, I, it was just her. It was just her. It was one person <laughs> on a phone. It was on their phones for real. Yes. Oh wow. It was nothing grandiose at all. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just because I live. It's just in the neighborhood here. So I'm, I'm sitting back here when in the Muni Radio. So we're on 21st in Florida, and, and um in the Mission District, and you can just literally walk outside and look out, you know, to the down Florida Street, um and see Bernal. So. We could actually it's like gorgeous. We're so fortunate to live there. I had never even been there. Yeah. So are you um are you in the East Bay or somewhere in the Bay Area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm in Oakland. Nice. Has been in Oakland since two thousand five. Wow. Yeah, that's a good that's a more than a decade. 
That's almost closer to two decades. Oops. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I actually, before I moved out to the city, I lived um, in Temescal. So on the actually. Te oh yeah. That's where my um, studio is right now. Yeah. So I, um, it was funny too. I was talking to someone earlier about this because it was so nice and being, I'm actually from Castro Valley, San Ramon and, you know, going out to Berkeley in the hippie town uh -oh. on telegraph. Yeah. So I thought that everything, when you pulled off a telegraph on highway 24, I thought everything that you, when you pulled off there was, was Berkeley, <laughs> but it's not Berkeley for until for a mile too. I think Woolsey is the line, I think, isn't it? could be wrong maybe 66 uh-huh yeah so i uh i got my keys to my first apartment um in oakland on claremont avenue right next to the kingfish pub the original kingfish i don't know if you've been there it's pretty divey <laughs> it's the it's a shack kingfish pub i know of the one that's um what is it called the graduate what is it, what's it called that's perfect yeah that's close graduates close to that so, yeah, uh, Kingfish Pub. King well, actually, I used to be over there, but now my studio is um, on MLK um, in Temescal, like at 43rd. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Well, that's a prime location right there. You're right next to MacArthur Bart. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love Oakland. Well, it is a bit of a, there's a lot to love, but there's a lot of like, there's so much homelessness right there. There's so much um, evidence of the gentrification and, you know, is being a white woman coming in and renting this office space for, you know, that's like, you know, of course, cheaper than I could get it elsewhere. It's like, well, what can I do to give back to this community or kind of like help offset? Yeah, I mean, as a gesture, I mean, it's not perfect. I'm not, I don't know. I feel some consciousness about the fact that you know, there's these people that have been displaced there. And so I'm trying to um, make some contributions in the community, hopefully. I mean, as far as just financial contributions, I'm not trying to, like, um, take any leadership roles or anything like that. Just trying to support the neighborhood. Yeah. So, you know, as I, I believe, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Marshawn Lynch. He was actually raising the projects right there. Right, where you're, like, right there in Temescal, and uh, there's a lot of gr there's a lot of good there's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of great things and great people that come out. I don't know. I mean, sometimes you know, there's challenges to everything, but uh, I mean, if you get a marsh, well, you can't Lynch, can't even walk around there without seeing like a lot of tents. So it's it's really obvious right now. Yeah. So you know what? As I uh, I had um. I had someone on the show, uh, on my show uh, last year, um, her name was uh, Liz Diaz, and they started this uh, this housing project, uh, it was called Can Canvas Housing, and she was mentioning, and I've, I have recently was in Berkeley, I went to visit a friend in Berkeley, and I saw that there's this whole other tent community happening, but at one point it was organized, and there was some, like, there was some organization to it, but it looks like it's gotten a little bit out of hand again, um, especially with this pandemic, which is is really, right. really tough, tough to see. Um, it is. It is. One one of the things that I'm trying to do is um, 
use my platform and my business or uh, as an opportunity to um, have more of like an allyship perspective that's uh, I, I think the tendency with my business before the pandemic was more like to focus on um, like a more wealthy demographic as a business strategy. And I feel really humbled by the fact that um, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't feel like that's like the right direction or stance. And I feel like um, we've kind of, we're in this period where um we haven't been able to do our, our normal business as usual. And it's like, well, it's actually kind of good because we need to really look at how we either contribute to um, systemic racism by marketing in a different direction, right? Or the, the music that's presented or the, the people that we employ, like, are we really being representative? And so um, I... I think that's one of my the core values is to um, facilitate more conversation and awareness around that. I mean, there's plenty of people who don't need that, but there's plenty of people that do. Yeah, I think that's a, that's really yeah that build you know foundation and the everything. Com- yeah, that's um that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, it's uh, I feel that way too, and that's such a great way to look at it with everything that's happening and the pandemic to, to kind of take it and and kind of make it some good in it. <laughs> I don't know, whatever it is. I mean, lemon and lemonade or, or I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's an understatement at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been really um, heartened by like the new presidency and like, I don't know, I feel Me like too. I'm talking all these political things, but like just the representation you're seeing people of color and women being lifted up and I feel really good about that. Yeah. So I'm going to lighten it up a little bit here and say that, uh, you know, the thing I could, the thing with Joe Biden is like, eh, I can, yeah, I, I think I was more of a Bernie person. I'm not a political person at all. And I never talk about politics on the show, but sorry, um, <laughs> we but, could go in another direction. Yeah, no. So, so, but what I, what I felt like, um, yesterday, was it yesterday? I can't believe it was yesterday. I was in the, was it yesterday? No, it was two days ago, right? It was, uh, what is it? Was it the 19th or the 20th when she, when the inauguration happened? It was the 20th, right? The that 20th, was, yeah. I was sitting mm-hmm. on the, the beach uh, in Santa Monica um, and I had a bottle of champagne and I wasn't celebrating Joe Biden. <laughs> I was celebrating Kamala Harris for certainly first female vice president i just am such a fembot over here pam knows and uh it was that's what i'm celebrating and the whole thing you know with joe biden i think my whole philosophy is that more people smoke pot than voted for joe joe biden (laughs) i don't know if that's true but um i am so excited for kamala harris to be in in office that's that's really i guess what my my whole point is (laughs) well it's (laughs) I mean, I think before, like, the Trump era and everything, I don't think they're typically, they're not, like, necessarily my favorite. But, I mean, you get such a relief from what what had been going on that it is refreshing. And I am a little bit excited uh, as well by Kamala Harris in particular. I had a chance to work 
um, briefly um, on her policy team when she was in San Francisco as the district attorney. And so at that time, she was a single woman, and she held this position, and then just to continue to watch her rise has been really inspiring. Yeah, I mean, that's the coolest thing ever. I just, that's... That's what it is. I, I'm not, and it's funny too because I've I've definitely been public about you know supported being supportive of Kamala Harris and the first female vice president, and it's it's amazing. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm really not much of a social media person. I'm more of an organic, you know, person, <laughs> I guess. But uh, I well, mean, I, yeah. I guess it's just very top of mind, I guess, with this week being the inauguration. I, I don't think I normally would talk as much about politics either, but it's just so such a relief that we have something else going on right now in the White House. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's definitely a topic that I, I think we should talk about a little bit because it's such a big deal. So, I mean, I'm being vocally like I'm excited to have the first female vice president. And even because I said that, there were so many people that came out and like, oh my God, I can't believe, I mean, it, it wasn't that I was celebrating Joe Biden's presidency, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not going to say he's the president of the United States now, I'm not going to say anything, um, I'm not going to say anything, I'm, I'm relieved that he's in office now, I just was over the rhetoric, um, and uh, yeah, I just, um, I'm not a political person, but I, I couldn't be more. I feel like we're heading in the right direction or in some right direction of some kind. <laughs> I've seen some funny like posts about like, Oh, now we can just go, be, go back to like regular hating the neoliberal movement, you know, like instead of just like hardcore, just like being in such stress over president Trump, I, you know, cause I think, you know, we, does Biden go far enough? I don't know. There's like Bernie, like wanting healthcare for everybody. And that's still like, yeah, that's still important stuff. But I, I think it's just a sense of relief oh, that, yeah. that he's there. Yeah, I agree. And I think everyone out there listening to that was, you know, watching the uh, presidential debates, it was really troubling. <laughs> Um, the only thing out of that entire, all those presidential debates, the only thing that stuck in my head was <laughs> when Joe Biden said, I can't get a word out with this clown. <laughs> yeah. That was the one thing in the whole presidential debate. That was the one thing I remember was when he, he called Donald Trump a, cl- a clown. <laughs> and then that was just like, that was the only thing. And that was the only thing I remember. I mean, I, I was really hard to watch. I kind of looked away for it. Um, I mean, again, I think Bernie should have been, <laughs> been, been there. Um, it's pretty funny to see, you know, the Bernie Sanders when he was sitting back with his gloves on, how that's going viral, <laughs> and how that's everywhere. Yeah, oh. yeah. I saw the the funniest one was today was with him on Pence's head, like as a fly. Oh my, that is the best! I can't believe I missed that. Yeah, I was, I was all about that fly. When it happened, I was just like, am I the only one that sees this right now? This fly has been on his head for two minutes. Oh, man, that was that was really that was that was actually my favorite part of the whole presidential, you know, election and the debates was that fly landing on Mike Pence's head. That was the that was the best part of it. (laughs) Maybe not. That's just my opinion. I don't know. 
That was funny. We enjoyed it too. Yeah. So with uh with super power of the song, I'm just I'm curious because I've I've seen you and I've I've seen you play. I think you're great. I know I think you're amazing. Um but when you came up with this idea for this this uh company um that you started, I'm just how did you how did you come up with it? Well, thanks for asking and thanks for acknowledging it. Um, I was really in a tough spot. I, I think like I had come to a place where I, um, in my personal life and everything, I was relying really heavily on music <laughs> to like get me through. Um, and it just felt like it was a nod to, it was a nod to that and that, um, I think my own journey has had a, like I have a, a trauma history. And so um, even in kind of approaching and dealing with healing with, from, from those things, so my life can like move forward. It's always been music that has allowed me to like a certain gentleness and vulnerability with myself um, that's enabled it. And like the creative possibilities with it always helped me to feel really, like constructive about expressing things and um whereas without it i i personally don't think i could move through like different healing stages so i wanted to honor the the power of music yeah it is uh i i agree i think a lot of people i mean people listening in i there's something about music and i feel like maybe I'm biased because I could relate to you um, with music, but I, that's always been my 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 outlet, my escape, where I could I could be with you know I played pe- I'm more of a guitar player. I do you know dabble in I wouldn't say I'm a professionally trained pianist, <laughs> but um yeah I mean it's just uh, there's something about having that creative outlet. I just I'm wondering, just kids, you know, at a, a certain age, like I started playing when I was six years old. And um, I guess I never looked at my life as being traumatic, but I think some people out there would say it was traumatic. I don't know. Not really. I know my, my mom might be out there listening. So the, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, I was raised by a single mom in a daycare. And uh, yep. yeah, I mean, it was I know it was it was great. I don't know. I felt like I was an alien though. I felt like you it was felt just you were what? I'm like, sorry, what? Like an alien. Oh, you like, felt like an alien. Yeah. So, like, did you feel well, isolated? Well, there were so many kids there, you know. Uh, but that's where I learned all my manners and and whatnot. But I got into uh, playing guitar when I was six, and I just I never really got into video games. I just. Yeah, I mean, like I like I said, I know my my mom might be potentially out there listening, and even a bad man loves their mom or mom. Um, but uh, yeah, there's something. Um, there was something that it was my my escape. My parents got along. I got super lucky. My parents didn't drink. They got along. Every family has issues. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I felt like the uh, the guitar was just a huge escape for me. And the music was just such a huge thing. And I feel like, you know, if I had a kid that was, you know, five or six years old, um, to especially now, I just can't imagine being a parent now. Can you imagine, like, 
locking up your kid so they can't go out and play? I, I am just... a parent, actually. Oh, you are? Well, I didn't I'm know that. Parent... I'm not a parent of young children, but I have t- I actually have two teenagers, 15 no and eight, 16 and 18. <laughs> you must have been young. Er, even oh, younger. Thank you. Yes, I was a child. <laughs> I was a child when I had them. Um, that's a, yeah, that's so, so sweet. They're, um, I'm trying to get, keep them engaged when, uh, with the arts. Like my, my 16-year-old son is doing um, like making beats and stuff with Ableton. And he's been like a shout out for um, Hip Hop for Change in the East Bay. He was part of their Agents for Change program this summer. And um, where they literally paid teenagers to come and learn to do these expressive arts and learn about hip hop culture, the positive aspects that it is um, for marginalized communities. My sons are mixed race. Um, And so it's been fun to connect with him on making some music. He used to play guitar. A little less interested in that now, but um, it's definitely part of, I think, keeping us sane. Otherwise, it's just video, yeah, a lot of video games. Yeah, that's what it seems like. It's It's been a lot. I mean, there was a video game takeover at some point, and I feel like, I don't know, totally. I'm, a, I'm an 80s kid, uh, and I feel like, you know, Sega Genesis and, and that kind of thing was was big. Um, and then I just, everything after that, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's so, I don't know. It's, it's really changed. I feel like, I don't know, especially I've been uh, messing around or experimenting with, uh, synthesizers and, uh, drum, drum synthesizers and, and basically noise. (laughs) And I feel like there is something that is kind of video gamer. There's something that's kind of gamey about that. You know, you could. I know it's just messing around with the technology and making art with it. I feel like, you know, video gaming kind of goes hand in hand with that. I don't, I don't know. I feel like you could make a beat and you wouldn't need to be Jimi Hendrix, you know? But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, yeah, it's like more accessible. You can, people, yeah, people can, it, it, in some ways it's more accessible. Yeah. Music is. That is Katie. That's such an awesome that's such an awesome surprise. I just, all the, uh, the moms out there, including my mom. Yeah. I think, oh, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm the, I'm the biggest mom fan. <laughs> yeah. The mom sure. fan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it is, it's hard to, to watch everybody. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's hard to, a lot of the experiences that would have been happening in this last year not not happen for them and just hopeful that things get a little better soon yeah yeah i have a lot of hope so i i wanted all of our listeners to hear uh the song that you had uh, you sent this through uh through email what was it was that i had forgotten i'd better? forgotten yeah i'd forgotten yeah yeah, so I'm going to play this for our listeners. And um, I feel like music is an art. I just, there's, yeah, that's the, that's, there's so much good. I don't know. I feel like maybe just, be, maybe I'm a little biased because I'm sitting back in a radio station filled with uh, art. <laughs> maybe I was stuck in a, like a 300 square foot studio in downtown. Maybe I'd feel different or maybe not. 
Um, but I wanted uh, I wanted everyone to listen. So this is a uh, this is Katie Kelly. Here we got um, on Muni Radio Live Muni Radio, and uh, here is one of her songs that I'm going to be blaring, and um, we'll be back after these this song. Yes, wow, that was really, really awesome and spiritual. I love that song. I listened to it um, last week when you'd sent it over to me. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's fun. Thank you. Uh, oh, thanks. Yeah, how long you been, I mean, I'm, I can, I bet I could guess how long you've been playing for, but how long have you been playing for? <clears throat> Well, since I was a little kid, 
and I, I like to I was always gravitating towards the piano like when I was around three and four and five and then finally when I was eight but I had like to make a promise that if my parents bought a piano and yeah they bought a piano and got me lessons that I would never quit <laughs> and I didn't have to think twice I was like yes I'll do it um and so I think that is I really um I don't know. Yeah. I guess I just internalized that from a really young age that that's just something I'm going to do and keep doing. So you made this pact, and it's there. I think that's great. Did you say that your your dad or one of your parents was a musician as well? I can't remember. Um. Well, my my dad played the guitar, and he did dabble with singer songwriter stuff, and. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't say, I don't know what I would say if he was a musician, not professionally, but he dabbled. Yeah, there, there's something I just, uh, I've seen so many, uh, kids, I mean, brought up in a musical family and they were kind of expected or maybe when they were younger, maybe felt like they were forced into, um, playing, which is, I don't know. I mean, it's not different. There's no continuity in anything. Every kid in every family is different. But um, there was something about... So my parents didn't play at all. They didn't play music. Uh-huh. Uh, my cousin was older than me. He was five years older than me. And he was my hero. He actually still is. Oh. But I, I wanted to be like him. And um, I don't know. Maybe... I don't know. I just... Uh, I think what I was saying is that I think when your dad or your parents, when they'd said, Hey, you know, if you're going to do this and you have to promise to play like, and it's a dedication, I think that is such a great, um, philosophy. And that because it's <laughs> I just, I, I, I do have to thank them for that. Yes. I do have to thank them for that. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, laughing because there's a lot of complexity, of course, with relationships and I'm actually not, <laughs> On the best of terms, so. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's just a, a really interesting time, and uh, every like, it's actually I didn't say this. There was somebody that told me this, and I, I don't know. This person just seemed like a totally normal person, and you know, we're just hanging out, and um, we're having a drink. I'm not much of a drinker, but I do drink socially. I'm not like a raging alcoholic or anything. <laughs> but um, I, I had a, you know, we had a drink and I was with some, you know, some professional, it was a, be- a meeting. <laughs> and uh, we went back to his uh, place and he just seemed like a normal person. But he had this uh, 6,000 square foot mansion overlooking Catalina Island in uh, Orange County somewhere. And I was just like, this person was just like like a normal person, like you or I or Pam, you know. And and we go back to this guy's place, and he's got this big, huge mansion. I mean, he, was, he wasn't wearing anything fancy. Um, I mean, he was driving a Lexus. It wasn't like he was driving a Lamborghini or anything. So you didn't think that this guy had a ton of money. But um, this guy... Is the 
wealthiest person I ever met. And uh, I think he just really was passionate about what he did. And, you know, he became a, you know, huge millionaire. I mean, he has his own airport, ended up finding out. But, I mean, if you can imagine just meeting someone in some place, like an open mic somewhere, (laughs) and then they turn out to be some, I don't know. I I, I feel like for him. Yeah, well, that's what's so cool about music is, like, yeah, when you go to these events and you're mixing with, you, you know, you meet really interesting, really interesting people. So the community is kind of like, it is something to, to miss because you, I don't know, you don't, you don't have the opportunity to, to meet as many people right now. Yeah. So it was really but interesting. What were you, yeah. What were you? Yeah, no. So I'm totally relating that back to the open mic as well. So it was really yeah, interesting is that, you know, I was, uh, I was talking to him and we're in this backyard and he um, voluntarily gave me some advice. And he oh, said, um, he... yeah, and I didn't ask for it either, which was interesting. <laughs> he was super humble, too. I think he was just like, he, you know, you know, I was a younger kid um, at the time. I mean, this was 10 years ago. And he said something that I just, I didn't expect him to say. And he said that, he said to remember to always be humble to your peers and to know that every family has issues. And I'm just sitting back and I'm just like, well, he's been married to his wife for 30, 40 years. Um, he seems like he's got everything going for him. He's got his own airport and his airplane. And uh, he voluntarily gave me this advice. And it, it wasn't something that I was expecting. I was a little thrown off by it. But to say oh. this, to be at that place in your life and to, to say that... Um, yeah, I think it's true. I mean, especially during this pandemic, too, you know, just everyone out there and their family and the relationship you have with your family, you know, there's no continuity in anything. You could, your parents could, you know, be lawyers and married and happy and rich and, you know, it's, uh, there could be something still. So, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I do feel like somewhere in the mix, though, that there's, art and there's there's music there's something i don't know i'm just looking at i mean my two biggest influencers so it was like you know i went away to college and uh i don't know it was just there was something my my two biggest influencers jimmy hendrix and john lennon and so we're talking about two people that didn't have a high school education yeah and those are my two biggest influences i feel like i don't know maybe there's philosophy of life but um yeah, I, it's it's really interesting. I just uh, I think it's so cool, um, so awesome what you're doing. Um, you know, and I. Where are you from originally? Oh, I grew up in the Metro Detroit area. So, if anybody out listening <laughs> knows the area from Royal Oak, where there's a lot of artists, and then in high school I moved to Farmington Hills, which is a little more like, I don't know, typical suburbs. But um, we moved, my family moved out here the same, like a week after I graduated high school. So we've been here um, in the Bay Area, even before I moved to Oakland. So Detroit. I'm not going to give you the year because it was, <laughs> then you'll know exactly how old I am. I don't know. I was a little, I was shocked. I actually, um, yeah, I mean, to have a kid that's 16. 
<laughs> that's um that's great i feel like i should be there right now <laughs> i don't know my parents were very young when they had me as well and uh there was a lot of good about that my dad said you know he said that the 40s his 40s were the best years of his life well my brother and i were grown up we're 18 years old by the time he was 40 so oh it was, yeah it's crazy right so there's a lot of i don't know like i was saying there's there's no continuity my parents are really young um, they split up when I was three. They got along. I think part of it was because they didn't drink. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they got along. And then when we were with my dad, then my mom got to be a 20-something-year-old. And then when we were with our mom, then my dad got to be a 20-something-year-old. And we all kind of, I felt like we kind of grew up together. Well, yeah, when you have young parents, that's a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I wouldn't change anything. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't think so. I don't know. There's no point in trying to change anything either. Because you can't. <laughs> or maybe yeah. you can. Or you, maybe you could change it into an art. Or maybe you could turn it into a song. Um, You know, as funny as I, I've seen more and more of this. I mean, maybe it's because I, myself personally, have a time-traveling song. And um, I've seen it more and more. I've seen a lot of artists and um, songwriters that have time traveling songs, and there's something that's time traveling. Oh, time traveling. Yeah, yeah. There's um, I don't know. I feel like you can turn. Obviously, you can't change anything. No one can change anything now. We can't take the last four years back. (laughs) Just kidding. It was a joke. Um, you can't change anything, but I feel like, you know, you could turn it into a song or you could turn it into a piece of art and in some way, you have to have some kind of imagination to move things forward for sure. Um, without the arts, we wouldn't be able to to have a vision, right? So it's super, yeah, it's really, it's really fun. I mean, it's just, I'm maybe it's just because I'm looking at this artwork, like right across for me and the, um, on the other side of this, uh, on the stage at Muni, I just, uh, you know, that piece of art, whether it's music or whether it's somebody painting or, you know, spoken poetry, it's just, it's frozen in time. It's almost timeless in itself because it's just, it is, you know, it's just, and, um, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of what it was. It sounds like is it was kind of, you know, you started playing very young too. And yeah, yeah. And I, I think I was um, never really thought as like, I don't know. I was forced to do classical. Like I had to play pieces from each different period. And I couldn't really do, like, the stuff that I wanted to do, or if I tried to create, my teacher would be like, nope. Or if I tried to, like, show her something I made up, she'd be like, nope, we're not doing that. And so I felt, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't feel like it was so much later that I realized, oh, I actually have the skills. I, I can actually do these things, and I had to nurture myself on that path at that point because it just wasn't something that was encouraged early on so that's something that i do definitely encourage with superpower of the song is the aspect of creativity superpower of the song that's such a great name yeah. i love it that's such a 
great name for a company and you know some some you know doing something innovative and yeah uh, for you know in the artistic community thank you for giving me a little soapbox an opportunity to talk about it um yeah <laughs> yeah the other vision that i have for it is um that it's you know like it's kind of like yeah just seeing music as a tool for not only like developing like a skill to like play a song perfectly but is like a way to develop emotionally like because you like gain so much sensitivity from it like um you have to be responsive to moods or aware that you're creating a mood and or um understand why you have a certain reaction to a certain kind of song and like um i think that there's an opportunity to talk about empathy when you're learning and experiencing music and especially with others. And so like, that's part of our values, like our, our company values is, um, to develop empathy and, um, sorry, I just got distracted. Yeah. I, uh, you have no, I mean, maybe, people out there listening to is just uh there's something about it you know you're you're in line at the grocery store and you you know maybe it's a little bit different now because we're in a pandemic and everyone's six feet apart but you think of an old friend that you had and there's a memory that pops in your head and maybe you're unconsciously aware of it you're saying like you know with 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 music and kind of you know I feel like that's a great thing because with music, you know, you're talking about the material world versus like the non-material world. It's somewhere in between. It kind of ties those together. I think music therapy is is such a huge thing. I was actually going to be a music therapist. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, but then I was just like, oh, I'm going to go get my master's degree and be a more uh, debt. <laughs> more responsible. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Be making... I don't know. I feel like you shouldn't do it for the money, but living in the Bay Area is so expensive that, yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't even want to. I mean, get on I, that. Get yeah. on that. <laughs> it's yeah. just like topic. it's get so. On that topic. It's just yeah. like being a music therapist. I feel like there's more value into it than what you're being compensated for, and I think that's with anything. I think that's being a teacher. I think that's you know for being the director at Muni Radio. I think that's basically anywhere. It's just what you're doing it's like there's no price tagging put on it it's like you know with with um superpower of the song i mean you're you're doing something great for the community and great for the you know the people in our community growing in our community and uh yeah i mean i, I it's so awesome to have you on the show and i was going to say that um because uh because of, you know, when what you said relating to, you know, I guess I don't know what it is. Is it aberrations? I don't, I don't know. It's just you have people have every person. You could have the perfect family. You could have, a, you know, two rich parents and there's still going to be something. Um, but to have awareness, like you're saying, just to wear, to raise awareness in yourself and to, um, to find kind of 
yeah, I mean, you feel this way for a reason. Um, I guess an aberration. I, I don't, I don't even know what to call it. I mean, believe me, I'm, I'm not really, um, I told actually the, uh, I told Pam actually, uh, I think the first time I had met her, uh, Mutiny Radio, um, she runs, runs the show here, uh, that I was raised in a non-practicing, I was a non-practicing Catholic Jew. So my, my mom's uh-huh. dad was a, was Jewish, and then my my dad's aunt is a nun. And it was just such a, I want to say an identity crisis, but it was just, it was just kind of like, I don't know. And I think maybe it's like that with everyone um, to some extent, but. Yeah, I think when we find ourselves in those situations, like we are like, oh, I, yeah, I'm having an identity crisis here. Um, <laughs> music is such a great way to care for yourself and like to kind of come to understanding with what's even going on. And I um, I think some of our emotions, yeah, we, we are like not supposed to have like rage, <laughs> despair. <laughs> and I find myself feeling those a lot and so i'm um like i'm encouraged i think a lot of people could relate yeah like and i i've what i've been learning and i'm not like i don't know uh an expert really but i am in the process of learning that uh like though like our if we can understand and like say that yes we do feel those things and we can start to understand why and then we can start to understand like uh what what needs to change because if we feel rage i mean there's been a boundary that's not been honored and so like what can we do to to put that in place to take care of ourselves and um i i've been in a community most of my life that is like disallowed that feeling or won't acknowledge that aspect of my experience and so I felt a lot of my life very isolated and not allowed to kind of like be completely seen and heard in music I kind of withdrawn into music and um and then it's like well that's great music can help you to a certain point but then you have to like you have to like re-engage or reconnect or like understand what your boundaries are and um and be conscientious about developing relationships that are that are nourishing, and you're not going to continue to engage in situations that aren't. And if you can't allow yourself to feel those things, you'll keep living pretty miserably. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's um, I feel like I can relate so much. And so for me personally, I mean, maybe it isn't even about composing music. Um, myself personally, you know, whatever your, you know, art form is, but what I've noticed is that whatever I create, that's what the reality, at least with my experience, I, I kind of, you know, I get, um, I just absorb myself in the art when in creation and I envision this, this world that in this place, which in my head is already there. But um, that I I something that I want, 
So I guess um, I think more of a, a better way to put it is that I learned very young for myself that writing heartbreak songs is not my thing. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's not for everyone. It's different for everyone. But I uh, I realized that, <laughs> I don't know, that like, I don't know, if, you, if, I, if I focus my energy, I'm just talking about myself personally, my personal professional experience personal and professional, I say, um, is if I harness this energy and I put it in a good place, and of course it, there's negativity in everyone's life, but to some degree, I mean, like you could reject that negativity and I don't know, I've been able to um, to marinate in, in, in something and maybe turning something that someone could ha- have thought is negative into something great and it um i feel like it's been good for for everything mental physical everything it's just um i feel so fortunate to have um a creative outlet i feel like what you're saying i i could relate to very much um you know i i feel like you know also you know punk rock is interesting you know Totally. Yeah, it is. Because it's, it's I, based I'm, off of energy. It's like, it's super yeah. energy driven. And maybe like the lyrics yeah. don't make sense. <laughs> but it's, And they don't have to. Yeah. It's about the experience. It's subliminal. It's subliminal communication. Oh, you're reminding me of something that I, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, as I, I think too, I mean, especially in, a, I don't want to, I want you to marinate in what you're thinking, but um, I uh, I feel like punk, like in general, it's, I mean, you look at it, it's just it's a mutation of rock and roll. It was just something that they needed to call it something else. They couldn't just call it rock and roll. And I feel like you know heavy metal and 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 that I feel like just people listening and they could relate. I feel like it's that way with art as well. I mean, with painting and and everything. I mean, even not with punk, with with uh, with jazz, with cool jazz and Dave Brubeck in the 1960s and kind of um reinventing the the jazz wheel. If you call it that. I don't know. I mean, Dave Brubeck and it's funny obviously because it's way before our time. I was thinking, you know, if they're calling that cool jazz, then what What's hot jazz? Is that like mm-hmm. Latin jazz? <laughs> Is it Brazilian jazz? I just um I don't know. I just I like it too. I feel like the the kind of music myself that I I like to write and to compose is more high energy rock and roll. Um which I feel like that's what punk is. It's high energy rock and roll. Um but for me personally, I really like to listen to jazz music and I like to listen to like you know, classical music like uh, Frederick Chopin, and uh, I mean that's the that's the kind of I mean if I if I listen to that, I'm in a happy place. It doesn't matter how I I, I yeah. really enjoy punk too. I this where I grew up there was a pretty significant punk scene. So Michigan, um, yeah, in Royal Oak, yeah, nice. people walking around with a lot of like mohawks and chains and leather and uh definitely yeah it was uh, impressed upon me the aesthetic in the in the kind of ethos 
Yeah, I just I, I can't imagine. I feel like I'm I'm pretty naive to a lot of things being a um a California Bay Area native. I went to college in San Luis Obispo. So I'm kind of really naive um to anything that's you know, east of Utah. I <laughs> I don't know. I'm not an Ivy Leaguer or anything. But um oh. yeah, just kidding. Yeah. But um I just uh Michigan and actually I've had a couple other artists on the show from Michigan. And there's a lot of di- there's a lot of more culture there than you would think. There's actually a lot yeah, going on. It, it seems like it. Yeah, like uh where I grew up it was really diverse. Um but I think <laughs> It's weird. I don't know. It yeah. was diverse, but also a quite... It, okay, in some places, like in Southfield, Michigan, like they have multilingual schools with multi-culture, multi, multi-ethnic um, communities in some places. But and then in other places, even if you have diverse uh, people... Like at the same school, people will kind of self-segregate, but there'll still be like a lot of different flavors and you know influence people influencing each other. But like socially, people kind of still tended to be identify with their their kind of kind of with their own. Yeah, um, it was interesting. I don't know. I'm a I'm a Bay Area native, and I think that's what it is. It's just in general, no matter you know where are you from or you know what kind of box somebody was trying to put you in you know um for your your age your ethnicity or whatever it is whatever you know i'm naive to a lot of things um i think being in the bay area there is a lot of culture and i can relate to you in uh saying that you know i went to a school called california high school in san ramon and uh, at the time, they had these different colored locker. They had these different colored lockers. You had the blue lockers, you had the brown lockers, and you had the orange lockers. And um, the brown lockers were white, just a bunch of white people. And then, wow, yeah. And then you know the 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 orange lockers were. You know, a bunch of punks throwing uh, burritos at the janitor, which I think was actually cruel. But the blue lockers was interesting because I felt like, and that was happened to be where I was and where I hung out. But um, there was just uh, there was so much culture there. I felt like there was a there was a huge like it was you know Asian Indian you know, white, black. I feel like there there was some culture. Um maybe it'd be different if I lived in different places, but uh yeah, I mean Yeah, it's pretty wild to to reflect on that. Yeah, so I mean th- I mean I guess where I'm going with that is that everyone, you know, the only life you I guess you really know is the life that you live and I have to say I am so grateful um to have had that creative outlet my entire life 
it was such a huge thing. And I, I feel like now, I mean, I know, you know, more than anyone, I was just being a kid locked up in a, in a, in a house and can't go out and play and ride their bike. Like, I just can't imagine not doing that when I was six or, you know, or being Yeah, younger. I know. Well, and the fact is that kids don't even want to anymore. They're just, like, too afraid to go out and too depressed. I'm sorry if that's a real downer, but that's what I'm It's seeing. good to be real. It's a, I feel like that's it's, important because I'm one of those overly, like, happy, like, go lucky people. You know, I'll, I'll wave at a stranger <laughs> at the street, and they'll be like, why is this guy so happy? But um, <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's good. You got to be happy, too. But, like, I, I, I have noticed that, and not only in kids, but even in myself a bit, you know? So it, it, it have to be intentional to kind of like, oh, go out there and do those healthy things that weren't really, I don't know, it's just so complicated to, to go out. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I actually live across the way from a family with three kids, and I'm just... I want to do everything I can to help the families out there. I'm not, I'm just, I'm like single and uh, don't have any kids. And um, being a parent was always a challenge. But I think now, more than ever, um, my my youngest sister, she actually just started her first year of college. I'm the oldest of five. And uh, Wow. I just can't imagine starting college right now. I just said such a interesting time, but it's so uh, great. I think what you're doing is so awesome for the community. And uh, Thanks. yeah, I mean, with a uh, superpower of the song, I know, and obviously people going to your physical location. Um, yeah. I mean, are you, are you guys doing anything online virtually or? Yeah, online lessons awesome. and a That's new great. songwriting class. Um, so if people want to learn to to do something, like create their own songs, we're doing that coming up in March. Um, That's awesome. And yeah, any instrument you want to learn on, we can connect you with a teacher. I personally teach piano and songwriting. That is so cool. I just, it was really awesome to have you on the show it's so great that we got connected and it's uh funny yeah, I, I, appreciate feel, I feel like for me myself because i'm an artist and you know songwriter myself i don't know i i we some we must have some mutual friends you said it was spiral was it spiral who little, little spiral little spiral i'm just That's trying her, little spiral her name is suzanne yada and i think she's been on mutiny before um, maybe, I don't know wherever it was that when I, like I said, when I saw that video, um, that you said it was at Pian San Francisco, Pian Francisco. Pian, they call it Pian Francisco. I, I don't know. I think that was, that was so, um, eye catching, uh, when I saw that. And so between that and, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, super cool. I mean, there's a lot of positive things coming out out of this uh pandemic um than people think i think right now i think now that we have a new commander in chief <laughs> and uh, more importantly a uh, vp <laughs> that doesn't have a fly in their head <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that i i feel like that's 
that's a lot better now. I'm relieved uh, to have it. I don't know. To have somebody. I don't know. I, I don't want to. I'm, like I said, I'm not a political person at all. I'm more celebrating Kamala Harris um, in this week than I am Joe Biden or a Democratic victory at all. It's all about Kamala Harris. At least for me. I mean, it's probably different for everyone else. And um, people have... Well, if he gets the vaccines out, I'm not going to be complaining. We're going in the right direction. It feels... (laughs) I'm glad that I have an art... (laughs) I'm glad that I have music and I'm glad that I have art and comedy and spoken poetry and all that here at Muni because if I didn't... Holy shnikes. I don't even know. Well, I really appreciate you having me on. It's been such a pleasure, and just chatting with you has been really fun, and it's uh, it's it's great to talk to you. Yeah, it's been a it's been a blast. It's been really fun. So I just wanted to remind everyone where they could find you, and then um. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so it's um. Superpower of the song. Dot com. Yeah. Superpower of the song. That's superpower, like superhero. Very cool. Yeah, it's really funny actually with this uh, with this SoundCloud thing. So I could see why it, the previous DJ turned down the uh, yeah. So I just uh, I think it's uh, I think it's awesome what you're doing for the community. I'm so glad that we got connected and that I I actually saw you. So there's maybe maybe only a handful of Maybe more than that. Um, of artists that I've actually like. Like I saw you. I heard your art. I heard you play before I met you. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So um, I'm, sup- I'm honored. Yeah. You. No, I'm really. We're really honored to have you on the show here as well. What I'm going to do is I'm going to share. I'm going to find that YouTube video. I'm sure that. Uh, Pian San Fran- oh, Francisco probably has that video. So I'm going to post that and then I'm going to post uh, Superpower of the Song. Thank you so much. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, this has been a killer time. I've had such a fun time. And um, yeah, keep on doing it, huh? Everyone out there, too. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you stay well and healthy and keep on enjoying the music. You as well. Yeah, I'll be in touch for certainly. Thank you so much. Have a good weekend. You too. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. JW Megalex Show. I am your host, the Candy Man. We got a Mutiny Radio candy shop up. We got heart-shaped boxes. We got it all. We got all the candies in the world. It's raining candies over here. You want to believe what I'm looking at here? I got candies everywhere. So, um, yeah. We actually, uh, the, the Seize Candies, so that's what, that's what we're doing. Um, we're fundraising with Seize Candies. And uh, these candies that you buy... They're all on the uh, Valentine's Day 
wrapping and uh, ship to your place four to five business days and you have some sweetness right at your door I don't know it's a little interesting time I feel like you know seize candies you know when you walk into a seize candies and kind of the foundation of of that is getting a free sample well it's hard to get a free sample if you got a mask on <laughs> so uh i mean been able to adapt to the times and um little seize candy samples to go but um so i'm going to be sharing that i am going to be playing back a record that was released uh last year uh Tiny Telephone Booth. I really like this record. Um, it's by a local artist called Doer. Who myself and met personally. And, uh... I don't know, a lot of... Yeah, I don't know. The, 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 the videographer that's doing these music videos, I just... Where is this guy? Or girl? Or them, they are them. I uh, really impressed with the video quality uh, of these uh, music videos that uh, Brian Dewar and Dewar has been putting out. Um, so I was going to be playing this, and I realized you're not going to be able to see the music videos on the. Uh, Mutiny Radio, but I don't know. That might be a, uh, something in the future. We had streamed a Tiki Desk for the first time on the show last week. I had to actually abandon my phone here to even make it work. Luckily, Pam was here. She's been turning straw into gold for a long time. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be playing this record. Uh, Tiny Telephone Booth. This, uh, this record is called Inkblot. Um, I always like to support not only local artists, but local re recording studios. Tiny telephone booth. Tiny telephone booth. Can you imagine if you had a, a record recording studio called Tiny Telephone Booth? Kind of cool. All right, so this song or this uh, record is called Inkblot. This is uh, the um, first song is uh, Haunting Me. Whew. I mean, it's literally recorded. This is one of the last um, records recorded at their San Francisco um, location in Silver Terrace, and they relocated to Oakland. So this is one of the last. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe they mixed and mastered tens of thousands of records but you know this is definitely one of this is so cool i mean this is literally recorded right down the street from here so i'm going to play this and i'm going to stop talking this uh is uh, a band called doer this is the uh the album called ink blot is a crime scene detective I need the entire apartment inspected I want every trace of her time here detected and placed in the bags and put out for collection I want to be free her ghost keeps haunting me 
just wanted more from this I wouldn't say it's happiness I made a plan for everything I haven't seen it happen yet I get the sinking feeling Everything is stuck My friends aren't around They all leave me out I turn them down enough This is not a medley. records in uh in oakland their bay area i think this uh this record is especially um appropriate for today um the artist that we had and the entrepreneur we had on the show uh, katie kelly is from michigan as well so uh ryan dewer is actually from michigan and uh they have a, some awesome music videos too the videography is amazing 
the videography for this uh, this album. So those listening in now, this is a Tiny Telephone Records. Um, the uh, the artist we had on the show played a Tiny Desk or Tiny Desk Tiki Desk concert, um, Mutiny Radio last week. Uh, just released an album. Um, Go there now um, through Tiny Telephone Records. And uh, they seem to have something really awesome going um, here locally. So if you're uh, if you're an artist or maybe were an artist your whole life and got furloughed or laid off your job and you have like all these songs, <laughs> yeah, calling a mutiny radio will get you in touch with Tiny Telephone Records. They're freaking awesome. This is such an awesome record. Um yeah, so uh, I'm going to continue to play this Inkblot album. This uh, this next song is called Daydreaming. And um, thank you for tuning in to the JW Megawig Show, MutinyRadio.fm. Yeah, it's been a good start to the year. It's been fun, so I'm going to stop talking and play the rest of this record. It's Inkblot, uh, Brian Dewar, and this song is called Daydreaming. Saturday is my birthday Ask me what I want to do I guess if I could do anything at all I'd want to spend it with you Well, 
thank you all for tuning in the JW Megawag show. Yeah. God. It's a great album. Ink Blot. We had Katie Kelly. Superpower of the song on the show. Both from Michigan. Very cool. We'll catch you next week. from it um yeah i was distracts me from it was i'm uh
to get romantic. Let's get freaky, but there's no need to get tantric. Your GED is better than me. You have all your hair. I don't need a commitment, because I just don't care. I just want your baby. I was going to be a hero, but I had to stop that bomb. 
myself. See something, say something. No one was there for me to say something to. See something, say something. The attendant had been replaced by a machine, so what was I to do? I ran up the subway steps and out into the street. I yelled, it's a bomb! The bomb hissed and peed. I ran down to the river. The tourists were in shock and awe. I threw that bomb in the river. That's when I saw the tiny society. How could she do something like that? I saw something. She did something. The tourists tweeted their friends about my poor decision. I saw something. She did something. I told you you could do your song, Mike. Cool. I mean, right, so you know, right, if you so want to do your song, do your song. It's right, not, so cool. oh, not going to be, you know, a hit. Time to come in on, Just on four, right? Yes. Right? Yes. We're rolling? Yes. One, two, three. The third day of tomorrow is the rest of your life. I messed up. I actually Guys, guys, guys. Yeah, one. I, st- I two, actually did come yeah. in. On and it was like three. And it was like no three and. and. There's no ands involved in this. It's just one, two, three, four, yeah, on four. Oh. No pickups. Fine. On All right. Okay. Come on. It one, was. I thought that was can pretty we do good. It? Okay. Can right. we do it? One, two, two three. I'm pretty sure, like, we were in the zone, Joe. I mean, I was, like, locked on you. It was like... Oh, my God. Did I do something wrong? Now, Jimmy wants to know if that's... Is that... Was that good? No, I No, you came in two beats early. No, I was locked in with you, and you were deaf. Where do people go to school to learn to count? School, 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 school. I learned from Sesame Street. All right. You know what? This song is going to be cut from the album anyway, so let's just do it. that's it. You know what? No, um, what did you have one, one more time? We're ready. Yeah, yeah. ready? All right, I got this. All right. And one. one the two, day after tomorrow is the third day of the rest of your life. You know what? You got it. Wait, whoa, whoa. You know what? This is bullshit, dude. You know You're you totally you ruining this whole session. We were having fun. You know what? You guys had your chance. You had your chance to have the best song on the fucking record. And you know what? I'm done. Mike, you're clipping. The song isn't good anyway. It's, it's like it's the like. Song is already, it's okay. I mean, you know what? Sunday to night. me, it just has no rhythm to it, though. You know what I'm saying? It has no. You know, we can still hear you, Kelly. It, it has merit. <sighs> have to figure out whether it's artistic merit, philosophical merit. I think it's really. Ooh, pizza's like here. Pizza's album. here.
out on her dog and it's socially acceptable. I am going to clone you. Cause one of you is not enough to deal with me and all my stuff. Two or more of you, my dear, would alleviate my growing fear that you'll get going when the going gets tough. Last night when you were sleeping, I swapped your mouth for DNA. your fucking GPS Bitch find your own way I'm not your fucking GPS Bitch find your own way Don't stop and ask for some direction, babe. I'm not a rental, makes me mental, sentimental, detrimental when you ride that way. Drive that way. You're lost, and then you found the sea. 
body Drunk dick Too much wine That's the wrong hole For the very last time Use your Google Maps Cause your problems not mine girl boss deal tears do you wanna brawl need a big star for my giant girl boss I got girl boss I wouldn't do otherwise Like sucking face to second base With my best friend's mom Spiking the punch and flashing my tits In my neighbor's lawn's prom Killing a man in Reno Just to watch him die Now keep drinking till the baby boss shows Rock bottom, heading off time low Drink through your intervention, cause I'm a whore for your attention. Johnny Walker, Jose Cuervo, Jack Daniels, Jim Beam. <sighs> Without a patter. Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. 
My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do, to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two people's paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Francisco, what are you doing this week? Come join Mutiny Radio Presents for four different comedy shows supporting local businesses in the Mission District and beyond. On Sunday, join us in the Tenderloin at Resolute Wine Bar, 678 Geary for Barrel of Laughs at Resolute, an amazing comedy show with the best wines curated by Resolute. On Wednesdays, join us at Asiento. At and 21st and Bryant for dinner and a show at Asiento. Delicious tapas, incredible drinks, hilarious comedy Wednesday nights at 7.30. On Fridays at 7 o'clock, join us outside mutinyradio.fm here at 21st and Florida, 7 o'clock for outdoor comedy. 
socially distanced in the street. And Saturdays, join us at Atlas Cafe SF at 20th and Alabama for Titans of Comedy. Every Saturday at 2 o'clock. Hey, keep supporting local businesses and comedy here in San Francisco with your friends at Mutiny Radio. St. Valentine's Day Mascara, streaming live on Facebook, Sunday, February 14th, 11 a.m., an international affair, hosted by Ms. Noir. Do you crave a carnal comfort? Are you longing for some lecherous life? Is it seduction from a sultry thought that you're seeking, or would you rather be ravished by a rhythm and drive? Care to venture a little voyeuristic versification with this lyrical libertine? Or could this wanton wordsmith maybe with an appetite for an allegorical adultery? Why not slake your literary lustings in a personal one-on-one? St. Valentine's Day Mascara. St. Valentine's Day Mascara. St. Valentine's Day Mascara. 14th of February 2021, 11 a.m. PST, Facebook Live. A date for everyone, hosted by Ms. Noir. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's s-k-i-n-o-n-s-k-i-n-s.com you just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather go see under everything is handcrafted and understated quality fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs he also does fixes maybe you love that jacket he'll put the zipper back in 
Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. That song is called Acid and Fapping. What is flat black plastic? What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat black plastic. Vinyl. Records. Round. Played. Mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scato Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. This is Tusha Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and 